Yo, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Trav B. Motivate. We in this thing. You tune into another episode of Motivate TL. And of course, you got your girl, Morgan. Let's I'm here again. What up, y'all? We back. So glad to be back in the new year. For real, for real. Back in the swing of things, man. We back at it. Motivation for the day is your life cannot exceed the quality of your thinking. Your outcomes cannot exceed the quality of your habits. Your relationships cannot exceed the quality of your presence. Stop only half showing up and wondering why things aren't turning out the way you want. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That was for me. That was good. That was good. You know how sometimes you just be like, I'm going to just go. I'm going to do it just because. And you really don't give it your all. Then you probably get there or you start on something and you realize it's just not going the way you want it to. But it's... Perception. I'm. That's my thing for this year. Straight up perception. I'm just trying to be positive about even things that just seem terrible. Just stay okay. positive. Okay, I'm gonna have to jump on that bandwagon myself because, gosh, it's so much easier to be negative than positive. It is. It is, especially when you start talking to other people about it. Um, a lot of times we don't realize people respond based on our tone, based on our body language. And it's hard for them to motivate or to encourage because the, your feelings have jumped out on them. So if you go to them with a different vibe, you know, a different approach, then that will allow them to encourage you or you know, motivate you. So just something to think about. So today we could just jump into our main conversation. We really want to just dig deep into some things with you guys. Last episode, we talked about just a decade review, some things that we went through the decade. Uh, But today, we want to just kind of get into some things that made you see life different this decade. So what what are three things, Mo, that you went through the last decade that just totally just changed your life for the better? For the better. Everything, whether it's negative or positive, have changed my life for the better. Facts. Because... Anything that you do, anything that you go through, anything that you experience gives a new lens and an outlook on how to make your life better. Right. Did you find on silence, sir? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, first, and I think we should go topic for topic instead of me just doing all three. Okay, yeah. All three, let's go topic for topic. That's cool. I'll start first. Coming back home... The whole time I was in school, my family made me feel kind of bad for being away and not at home. And now that I'm not at home, I just don't see... I love Atlanta and all of that, but I don't feel like I necessarily have a crutch to fall on with my family or if anything, I have to help my family, which I don't mind doing. But when you're away, a lot of people can paint a picture that everything is good and the grass is greener and everybody's got this, that and the other going on. And you get back and you kind of realize like, oh, now I'm just another piece and a, and a little bit of chaos. And, and everybody's family has stuff going on. Right, right. But I can say when I was in school, I really lived like a black and white life. Like I hung around who I wanted to hang around. I did what I wanted to do. If I didn't like you anymore, I didn't like the way you were moving. I didn't have to be around you. But now I'm kind of in a situation 
To where you kind of have to be around have that to stuff. be around stuff that I wouldn't necessarily opt into if I was living my life for myself. As that opened up my eyes last year, coming into the new decade, I just have to be more intentional of doing things to get on my own all the way because I was in school in Alabama. It's super easy to be on your own there and not need any help or it's such a small knit community that everyone knows everyone and you scratch people back, they scratch yours. But in Atlanta, it's more of a dog-eat-dog. Like, Facts. you kind of got to get it, and you can't play around. So. Nah, I totally get that because me not being from Atlanta, um, a lot of times when things are happening at home, it's easy for me to separate myself from it or just ignore it because it has nothing to do with me. Nothing. You know, and although it is my family, um, it's nothing I can do. I remember a few years back, my my sister was going through something with my nieces. You know, just not seeing eye to eye. Girls, parents, that you grow up, your mom. I'm sure every young teenage girl transitioning into that next phase has got into it with their mom. Just don't see eye to eye. So that was happening. It was a big thing or whatever. And I used to want to do something about it, but at the same time, I'm like, yo. It has nothing to do with me. And I realized, like, those calls started draining me, and it started affecting how I was thinking. So I literally had to kind of get in a selfish mode and say, okay, yeah, that don't got nothing to do with me. So I can't keep allowing it to, you know, affect my mental so much to where it's starting to mess up what I got going on here because I'm like, okay, I need to try to figure this out and figure this out. So, yeah, nah, that's pretty... Yeah, so like one of those tough pills to swallow. It is a very tough pill to swallow, and my whole family is from here and mm. never left here. So they don't know what it's not. They don't know what it's like to not be in each other's mess and drama and and shady towards each other and all of those kind of things. Where I'm like, I really just lived the past seven years not even knowing, right. <laughs> these situations was going on here and yeah. I, actually I was pretty content with that while y'all made me feel like this was such a better situation right. but um, I am glad that I am here I'm, I'm glad for all the opportunities that I have had and I definitely I mean not that my parents will listen to this but I'm definitely grateful for them and, and everything that they're doing for me while I'm trying to get on my own yeah. but just um, as a whole the just coming back home definitely is a lot different. Right. Everybody paints a pretty picture. For sure. And outside looking in, it always looks like that. Like, I even, just being on Facebook, I, I'm on Facebook more so for people at home. A lot of the people that I meet in Atlanta, I never really give out my Facebook or whatever. But outside looking in, it's like so much drama and so much stuff goes on at home via Facebook and I could easily get like I see other people that I know that live here are involved with the stuff at home and I'm like yo you three hours away and you know you in just as much drama or whatever but it come, you come to a point where you really have to separate yourself and just focus on you and what you got to do for you and a lot of people around you sometimes even they family, don't understand they don't that. understand that they don't understand it they, they look at it as you know you being selfish and you just don't care and of course, family expects you to be there regardless of what they they want, what they want from you, and 
that's not always fair to you and what you want to be doing for yourself. So I know it's it's harder being close, you know, actually being here with your family because you can't just not, I mean, you can ignore them, but you're going to have to at least. And everybody wants to call me because I'm I'm easily impressionable because mm-hmm. I don't, I've been gone for so long. Yeah. So you can, you can mold your own image of you, like Travis, if Travis, you're my uncle, you could come mold your own image of what you think you are to me. Right, right. That could be false. But because I haven't been here and don't know the backstory, I'm thinking that you're a totally different person because I'm listening to what you have to say about me. But over the years that I've been here, just so much stuff has just came to the light. Right. And it's like, what have I got myself back into? But, I mean, it's family. Gotta love it. Gotta love family. And I, I mean, <laughs> I'll even say, too, the older I get, the more I realize this family is really all you got. You know, a lot of times, you know, friends, they... They aren't as dependable as your family will be. You know, family might give you an attitude or might throw it back up in your face um, sometimes. But for the most part, I'm just big now on making sure that my relationship with my family is just straight and then everybody else. Because that goes into one of my realizations over the last decade. Um, I started a business in 2012 and it was a blessing because what I saw, it really kind of grew the more I started telling people about it and they started giving me ideas and it's funny because I started this based on all of my a lot of my homeboys and a lot of the people that I was around growing up we all had like-minded go at least discussions that we all had like-minded goals and like-minded things so when I started the the event that I started I was thinking that they was going to be supportive of it they was going to be there for me not realizing it was the total opposite uh, once things got rolling and I actually had to be a leader and facilitate everything that was going on, I kind of got viewed as arrogant. Oh, you trying to be this? Are you trying to be the leader? And it's like, yo, it's chaotic. It's crap. Like, if someone doesn't lead and make a decision, it's not that I want to do it. It's just I've opened the floor for everybody to give their thoughts, opinions on the weed. I've tried, and it's just it's all over the place. So I, I stepped up into that role, and... Now they look back and say, wow, bro, like, you know, and they, and, you know, thankfully, my homeboys have, you know, they some real niggas. They done turn around and apologize for it because it was like, bro, we didn't really see it then. But it's like now they realize that we were all over the place at the time. You know, I remember my first event. These niggas, my brother, they ain't even show up. Damn. And I, I was depending on them, you know, like literally it was them. Uh, thankfully, I kind of had some other things in place because I was already thinking that. What if it goes wrong? What if it goes wrong? You know, I kind of, I try not to put myself into that space because I used to have moments to where I feel like they intentionally was trying to sabotage it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, okay, these are my brothers at the end of the day. And to this day, I forgive them uh, for it. And we don't hold it against it. It's been an unspoken thing because they've, like I said, they've, they've admitted to it. But it taught me a lot in business, um, just in general. For one, it taught me a lot about business, but it also taught me a lot about just life in general because you can see something in your head and other people may not see it. They may not jump on board, but you can't get discouraged and you can't feel like what you're trying to do can't happen without these people because I I started realizing that a lot of the people were doing it for support versus doing it because they were passionate about it or because they, you know, it was something that they actually wanted to do and 
I didn't want it for support. I was trying to build a company of people with people that were passionate about doing their job. And of course, the support was good because it got me to where I am. But I actually had to stop having the event and really rebrand it. Uh, thankfully, this year, I'm actually relaunching everything. Back in business. Back in business, you know. And I'm starting kind of from the bottom, but not really because, you know, it's already been established. But a lot of people... I saw a lot of true colors in it, and, and I won't say that I was perfect in everything either. Like, not not saying that I had to look back on it and say, okay, I could have done this differently. I probably could have done this differently. I probably could have done that differently. But at the same time, I knew what God gave me, and I was getting so far out of that vision. It's like it's, it's, it's almost going to be impossible for this to really be successful if I don't get back to what God placed in me. Like, Everything I'm doing right now was for everybody else, and it was making everybody happy. And I'm spending out all of this money to make so many other people happy. And but it not wasn't, you. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even what I wanted. So that was definitely one of the biggest things because that happened in 2012. I had four. I did the event for four years, and each year I was able to learn something different. Okay. What's another one? Another one? Oh, we on my second one. Yeah. Uh, another one I would say... I gave like a relationship a chance, like for real, for real. I had been single since high school, actually two relationships within this decade. But I had been single since high school and I had, I was so used to being in a, in my, just in a space of not having to commit to anything with anybody specifically. And I think relationships, you know, these days, like, uh, do I really want to be in a relationship? But I feel like a relationship is necessary because you can learn a lot. There are certain things about a woman that a man just can't do. There are certain things about a man that a woman just can't do. And when two people that are compatible come together and can sharpen each other, you know, iron sharpening iron, it can be a real powerful thing, you know what I'm saying? Because one thing I realized in the relationships is a lot of time, a woman will give you something. And most of the time, as men, we act like we're not listening or you just like, ah, oh, yeah, that's just that. But when you actually think about it, it's like, okay, that was actually a good perspective that, you know, it's not something that I didn't even think about. And women do that a lot. Like, they'll give you a totally different perspective that you just have not taken into consideration. And so it, it really it really taught me how to just be more selfless and realize that in a relationship, you definitely can't be selfish. You can't, it can't be about you and what you want all the time. You really have to, whether you want to or not, consider how the other person feel, what they want. From the moment you commit to your relationship. Now, if y'all just messing around, that's one thing. But once you say, okay, you're my girlfriend, I'm your boyfriend, from that point on, it's like, okay, now we got to ride for each other regardless of what, you know. And I think relationships now is just, they all over the place these days. But I think the, when you get to the root and the reason for relationships, I think it can be a powerful thing. So I definitely learned that too. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with everything you just said. I feel like some of the same intentions came with me in a decade as well, just with being more intentional as a as a woman who is dating and not necessarily just 100% have committed to really, I think, maybe one serious relationship in right. a whole decade. After that ended, not really knowing if I wanted that much obligation to someone 
and then after that willy nilly dating people right. and not really stating what I what want, is, yeah. just having fun and stuff like that. And as the decade ended, is when I realized like the fun is always gonna be there. It's gonna always be there for real. But what's not gonna be there is when you're used up and you just keep kept having fun with everyone right. and never stated your intention. So that's definitely like just a big thing on my on my to do list for the new decade. Right, right, right. It's just whoever I come across or whoever I do encounter, all of that. You just just be intentional. Yeah, and communicate what you want from the jump. It's crazy because the relationship that I gave a chance the first time, it took me a year to actually commit. Like, actually make her my girl. And at the time, I didn't see why she was so pressed about it. I'm like, stop. Like, you know, we we rocking with each other. Like. But it means something that's to say we're in a relationship versus this is just my friend. Uh, well, you know, a, a woman in a relationship, we're already acting as your girlfriend. Right, and that's how it was. That's exactly how it was. And I mean, I was acting as a boyfriend, too. It was just the title of it for some reason. Honestly, what did, the, what, what did the title change when you got in a relationship? It cut off a lot of the stuff that I didn't want to give up. Like just, just having fun, having fun. Quote but that unquote. shouldn't be like. But no, no, no. I mean having fun. I mean like it's entertaining your other, other bitches. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like entertaining and just being like that guy. And it's like when you're in a relationship, no, you can't. No, you got to stop doing all of that. Like you can't be all in these old spaces. You can't be flirting. I mean, it's you know naturally. I'm not saying that you can't or it can't be no, fun you with can't. it. But <laughs> it's like it's like God the damn, relationship why is that such a huge part oh, of no, a man's just, life? Like y'all will let everything else good for you go to be up in another bitch face. But it's smiling. like at the end of the night, I'm it, it's, end of the it's night. me and you. <laughs> Yeah, right. well, at the end no, of the day, yeah, but it's say at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm gonna be with you because, but at the beginning of the day, I'm gonna cheat. <laughs> but it's crazy though because it wasn't even about cheating, I wouldn't even say it was necessarily trying to cheat, yeah, no, you know I what I'm saying? It was just the fun of then having that freedom. Uh, but I also realized, like I said, that's just that's a childish mindset, honestly. You that's like it takes maturity for you to really start realizing that. At the end of the night, <laughs> none of that stuff really matters. It's like it's just there. And you want somebody that understands you, that knows you, that you aren't, you know, compromising their emotions consistently over some stupid stuff because y'all know that y'all got each other. Like, So I heard this. I don't know. Y'all know I listen to so many podcasts. I don't remember what podcast it was. But that was like how we always look at the term or the phrase like, oh, a woman or a man, your significant other is your help me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know what I used to think when I used to hear that. I was like, oh, that just sounds like some old Bible stuff, a rib for a rib, help yeah. me. <laughs> but it was like, why don't you think of it as like, that's somebody who helps you meet each, both of you guys' goals. And support and lift lift each other up because yeah. sometimes me personally I could tell myself to do something 
My mama could tell me to do it. My subconscious could tell me to do it. But it's something about if my significant other tell me to do it that make me like think, okay, let me do this shit. I don't want them to look at me no kind of way. Okay, or, I can see that. And sometimes that do help people, you know, reach reach their sure. goals and stuff and like I that. And I think it'd be like that because you get so, you're so intimate with that person. You know what I'm saying? Because like, think about how the vibe is before you have sex with a person. And it's like after sex, it's almost like a weight is like lifted off because now we can literally be ourselves. If yeah, you can fart most <laughs> most times it's like that. <laughs> you know, like some I've had some females that just wasn't just. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that I, know, a, I know. No, no you know, <laughs> every girl ain't farting in front of the niggas. So, <laughs> you gotta but fart on but them. I will say, you know, I'm okay with a girl being comfortable enough around me to be now that shouldn't be something you start doing on the first night or the first you know so say you spoon in with your girl you the big spoon she the little spoon and she fart and she fart what's what's gonna happen you need to reposition yourself before you fart (laughs) (laughs) like but y'all real comfortable (laughs) like say something move your ass off of me and fart if then you want to fart, you know I ain't stopping you from farting now. It's gonna be warm. No, here. don't, no, Pelvic. don't, hell no, <laughs> hell no, absolutely not. <laughs> not okay, okay, don't okay, be that okay, comfortable okay, around. Okay. But yeah, you know I I am the type where you know I do like for a girl to be comfortable around me, but you know don't get too don't get too comfortable now. Still, you got an image to uphold to a certain extent. <laughs> <laughs> What's your that was that was Yeah, that was that was my number two and okay. your number two. Just so, how your number one and my right. number one went together. So number three, which is something I talk about all the time, finances. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am so proud of myself. I know y'all tired of me. Bye, 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 bye. To my own horn. Oh, man, too demo, yo. I but feel y'all it. just don't know I was literally the girl scared to check my credit. Scared to ask for a raise. Right, right. Oh, they they hire me. This is what I'm taking. Like, no, I'm not taking that shit. Even if it is a good number. Yeah. I'm not just taking that shit. Right. I'm gonna negotiate. Like yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this money. What I'm and I'm gonna go way up. You offer me twenty, I'm gonna ask for twenty five, and you gonna give me twenty two fifty. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna meet me in the middle. But I was happy with the twenty right? anyway. <laughs> but we gotta push it. I mean, hey, you, hey, they said close mouth don't get fed. Yeah, so I just was limit. always really timid of, about how I use my money, how I use my mouth to make my money. Right. What I was, I was like, oh, it's just white people who work here. I probably just need to chill and accept and be I'm happy. The only black girl, yeah, I want to do too like, much. Be yeah. happy that I'm even getting in the door. Um, standing up to some people that that were in authority in my last job my, my last job the the owner of our whole company i got into it with wow now while everyone else who had a problem because what he was doing was totally unfair mm-hmm. everyone else who always had a problem with it when he came in a the room they sh- they shut up they would never tell how they really felt but I told him that I felt like I was getting treated unfairly. And of course, 
he didn't feel like that because right. he's getting all the money off of my labor. Exactly. And then after that, I thought, I was like, oh, I'm about to lose my job. Da, 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 da. He slick had more respect for me. Mm-hmm. Now he's like, oh, let me see you smile when he's walking down the hallway and, and never came back to me with that bullshit. But I'm the type of person, just in case, let me go ahead and have another job on the way. Right, right. So I got out of that situation. But even since I left that situation, this is how I know I have, I got a good face card there. I done got like three or four people a job at that old company based on, on, on my work performance. Right, right. And like, oh, she she stands up for herself. Like she don't take no shit. And a lot of times, people want to see that, you know, or they'll think that they can just keep running over you until you stand up for yourself. Like, nah, I ain't with that. So stand up for yourself. Be intentional with your money. All of that stuff. Now I'm on a whole new journey that I ain't never did before. I'm trying to save three thousand dollars in two months. Okay. So, I'm talking about no eating out. I was about to say, it's going to take discipline, but it's possible. It's definitely possible. I mean, the money is coming in. Yeah, it's just a matter of... I just need to pay my bills, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Pay your bills, and that's it. Two months sacrifice. Let's get it. For what I want. We checking in at two months, y'all. Two months sacrifice. Two months. Mo going to have that three racks, and she going to let me hold some. (laughs) <laughs> you need to let me hold five. You need to contribute to the. And to that the was another thing. My whole family is just doing quote unquote so good, so well, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. If I was really in, jammed up in a situation where I needed three racks tomorrow, I mean, I could ask my parents, but then the last people I want to ask, right. they gonna dangle it. But yo, it's like family and money is just such a. It is. Like, it is crazy. But this shit crazy to me because these white people support. They be there they for family. Yeah, they set their kids up. You know what I'm saying? Like off top, they already have. They're already, but when black, when a black person needs you. something, even if they give it to you, they gonna go tell. Oh yeah, you know she couldn't get that stuff on her own. Yeah. She done came over here, and, and that's the only reason I won't. Right, right. Yeah, nah, black man. And even that, culture, this weekend, I done sat down all weekend. I went one place, and that's because my friend got me a ticket somewhere, and I really didn't even want to go there, but I just didn't want to flight. My mama like, oh, it you must be at home because it is fast. Oh. You know, some must be going on with you and so and so. That's why you in the house. And it's just like, if I'm telling you I'm trying to do something and be support intentional, that. Su- support that. Why you got to bring this? Trying to, <laughs> trying to put it together. Like, <laughs> you believe, you go with what I'm telling you, not what you want to assume. Man, it's just our culture, man. It's just, oh, man, it's crazy. Um, but even with finances, my third thing was actually my job. And, of course, that's a part of my finances. But when I first started my job, I used to look at it as, because I was still doing music, too. And, and they literally supported me on both. Um, I actually left my job for a year, went, did music full time. And they let me come back and literally pick up where I left off. But my whole perspective towards my job was always just like man i ain't take i just didn't take it serious you know it was actually my first full-time job and they literally gave me a chance so from from the jump i used to just always think like okay yeah it's just a job but i missed out on so many opportunities because you didn't take it serious i didn't take it seriously so i couldn't 
ask for a raise or I couldn't like literally my first six months. So I got I worked commission as well as I were. Okay, that's why we got the little artwork. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Little commission it's, it's My first six months there, I didn't even know that was a thing. And you didn't care to know. I didn't care to know. I, I knew what my hourly was, and I was like, okay, cool. That was good money to me. So, literally, I, I started at like $12 an hour, I think. And that was good money to me at the time. But now I look back and like, yo, nigga, what were you doing? But six months later, like, you know, this girl at the job was like, you didn't know about, did they give you your goal or anything? I'm like, my goal? She was like, they didn't tell you about none of that? I'm like, no. So from then on, it put me on to say, okay, these people aren't going to tell you <laughs> what they want they you to know. They ain't trying to give out that free you no, you know, They ain't giving you no extra, none of that. So I had to change my outlook on it. It even changed my even my attitude at work. Like, I realized I had to approach it differently. Like, I can't go in here every day. Like, my job is flexible. I can go in anywhere between 8 and 9 p.m. at night. So literally, I can work within them hours. So I used to go in at like 11 every day and I'm living a life like you know I'm thinking I got the perfect schedule can go in but it made me I realized how much I was missing now first that of all early bird, get late, the that early bird get that I'm like that is a true statement because now I try to be to work earlier now for sure I definitely ain't going in every day at no 11 because I'm just missing out on so many opportunities to make money and I'm there late at night so in the summertime when it's getting just the beautiful day outside and I'm like I'm up in here working and it's only because I want to sleep in and be young. Of course, I was in the studio late at night, too. So it was, I was trying to balance out a lot. But just the way I view my job differently and everything you said about even standing up for yourself, like I had to prove myself and go fight for it after the fact. Like, they saw me taking it more serious. And there were several opportunities for me to just grow and make more money. So Look at you now. You feel me? You feel me? You go from nothing to God is great. Nah, for real, man. That's really what I realized this decade, though. Just it, It's been a lot of self-evaluation. Um, not really being so stuck in my ways to where... And you got to notice the stuff that people say about you that don't know each other. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, you a person might say something about you like, oh, you this. You hear that from one set of people. You go around totally different people to get to know you, and they start saying that same stuff, and you start realizing that these traits are consistent, and they may be toxic. You just ain't having no reality checks with so yourself. So you think you was a toxic nigga? I will say that. What do you think about you was toxic? Let's hear that. I think that I thought I knew what I wanted. So I moved based on me thinking I know what I wanted versus being a man, being an adult, just accepting life for what it is. So constantly people coming around me and I'm moving based off of, I know, I, I'm good, I'm good. And a lot of that had to do with me just being here by myself too. Like I, I always had this guard up to not being able to trust people. So it's like good people come into your life and you start questioning their loyalty when they, they loyal to you for real, for real. It's you you know, internally, who won't, them, let, nobody who won't in. let nobody in. So, uh, I would say that's the top. That I was think I got toxic. the opposite toxic of letting people in. I let people in. Yeah, see, and my motherfuckers will burn you. What? That's what I'm saying. Like, and that's I think that's why I was. That's why I can't honestly say that I was toxic because I got burnt so many times. Like these my niggas I grew up with. They didn't show up to my first event. That, and I'm talking about this probably like two or three. There's more than one person. And some other people that didn't come through. So it just make you start really, like, not being able to trust people. And 
now I just look at it differently. You have to approach these situations differently. You definitely can't just be letting people in. Like every you, trust has to be earned. Respect has to be earned. Relationships, you know, letting the person really into your space, that has to be something people earn versus you just giving it up off top. So I'm really now this decade just trying to learn balance, um, how to deal with people. Uh, once you realize certain things about a person, how to place them in your life where they need to be to where you can deal with this person. Because some people ain't gonna change, although it's it's not fair that most people ain't gonna most change. people ain't gonna change. If you're the type of person that's constantly looking at yourself and you like, yo, I keep changing for this person. I'm changing and I'm changing, and it's making me a better Maybe, person. But and well, I what I was gonna take out for that always changing to fit what other people other want. people want. You lose yourself. You lose yourself, and that's another reason why you know. To answer your question about the toxic, like, I definitely felt like I started losing myself. You know, I was in the groove. We was, things was working. And it's like, we kind of getting a taste of this fame. A lot of the stuff we weren't even paying for. They, you know, our invest, our invest, he was buying us clothes, taking us to the strip club, you know, giving us money, giving us money, doing all this stuff for me. So it's like, I, I definitely started losing myself. And it's funny because my family used to say, like, Travis, you different, man. Like, what's wrong with you? Like. I can appreciate my fam for that because they didn't just let me be that person. It's like they checked me on it. Like, okay, you used to not care about what people think. Now you always questioning certain things. So, yeah, that was definitely toxic Travis. <laughs> but this year, you know, now, I mean, the last few years, I'll say, not this year. Uh, I just really just took a step back, started doing some self-checks and just, meditating and praying and spending time with God and it's like God show me me so I know who I don't need to be I got another question for you run it what you saying you've been praying and meditating and spending time with God do you feel like being a member of a church could bring you any more closer or has made you any less less close or more close or how do you feel about not being active in a church anymore. I think that I don't feel less. I won't definitely can't say that. Um, but I can see in ways how it can make you. I wouldn't necessarily say more closer to God, but depending on the church you're at, it can ignite certain things. It puts you around like-minded people. It gives you new people that you can bring into your life that, you know, on the same page as you. And it can be motivating. And I see I can see that's why now my issue with the church is when, you know, pastors start manipulating these people out of that vulnerable space that they're in. Like I know that you are looking for a family or you are looking for this. So they start doing certain things. Call but, me daddy. Yeah, like <laughs> get out of here with that. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely can see where it it puts you in a different space. Um, I wouldn't go as far as saying it makes you any closer or less closer to God because not. But the thing about it is a lot of revelations or a lot of epiphanies or just a lot of things can come differently when you're around those type of people. So what you think? Um, Right now. Are you connect? Would you say you connected to the church you at? Or, I mean, it's your parents' church, so. I feel like if I could just take a step back from church altogether, I would. Necessary. I had to do that. And 
had to I do think that. I told my mama this yesterday and she kind of got a little attitude with me. I'm sure. But it's like whether you know it or not, everything that I do in the church, I'm I'm kind of forced to do. Right. And it's definitely a whole different praise and it's a whole different worship when it's something that you made up your mind to do on your own. Mm-hmm. When I make up my mind on a Sunday morning not to sleep in and to go to church, I feel good about myself. Right. But when it's like literally not a choice and an obligation, it takes a while for yeah. that to break down, that barrier to break down for me to even receive something. Not that I don't receive anything at church, but when it's not my free will, just, and I have to get back to the point of it being my free will. I feel it. I feel it. Cause that's why I had to take a step back because I wasn't forced because somebody was making me go the money. That check. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> Literally like I was, it. I needed that. So me and God had to have a conversation like this ain't me because I could really do this for free. I, I love to lead praise and worship. I don't mind singing in church. Choirs, like that's why the whole Sunday service thing, like I, li- I like choirs. Um, me too. That and style, that's why I kind of feel you know? bad about it. Like, because I do like to sing and you know? I do like to be in that stuff, but I don't like to be in it if I'm, it's like if you're it's washing you the dishes. Yeah. If, you, if I'm about to get up out off the sofa and wash the dishes and you tell me, Mo, you finna go wash these dishes? Or you better get up and wash these dishes. Now I don't even want to wash the fucking dishes. Right, no <laughs> for sure. Because <laughs> that's what I was finna do anyway. Right. Now, you, now, <laughs> now I feel like you trying to, you know, force me to do this. And I, I definitely feel it. Um, I had to take a step back, though. Like, even now, I want to sing at a church. I want to be a part of a praise team at a church. But I literally wanted to be... Not for fun, but fun. I want it to be something I want to do. And, and if you just happen to get a little check, cool. You feel me? <laughs> like, but it, I know for sure it can't solely be until I... I'm not saying I won't get back to that space to where I want to be in a position of being an MD or being a worship leader at a church. But I want it to be something I want to be a part of because it's also not... It's it's also not really fun when it's a church you don't even really you know what I'm saying like the church I was yeah you know I didn't feel connected to it like it was a good church you know I think they definitely was growing and are growing but it wasn't what I felt like I was connected to so it was for the check and I just felt like you know God gave me this gift so I don't even really got to get paid for it but when you're forced to do something it just takes the fun away so I definitely can feel you on that another thing we throwing out is some restaurants in ATL. I wanted to ask them all. So I had Crab Queens for the second time yesterday. And so good. Crab Queens is good. I will say it's good. But Juicy Crab or Crab Queens? I'm team Crab Queens. Okay. Um, Let me tell you why. Crab Queens got a different vibe than Juicy Crab, for one. Definitely a different vibe. You can go in there, relax, listen mm-hmm. to some good R&B. They have a good DJ. They DJ yeah, on Yeah, really good music. He live. Well, you can't really go. Well, and I've been when the DJ's not there, and they usually oh, okay. just play, like, some R&B. Like, oh, okay, yeah. It's R&B vibes when the DJ is in there. Okay. Um, And, of course, the, when the DJ, I have been when the DJ was there, but it's a small place. Right, right. So, of course... When somebody set up their whole system, it's loud. It's loud. Um, Juicy Crab got that cafeteria vibe. Yeah, Juicy Crab is just basic. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but getting back to the food, F the vibes. Right. Crab Queen, the way they bring that potato 
chopped up with the butter drizzled on it the way that actually every every time I order from Juicy not Juicy Crab Crab Queens I don't even get the bags I get the tray yeah yeah the I, colossal tray yeah, or whatever I've gotten that too um the sausage at Crab Queens I'm a big sausage person okay Juicy Make Crab sure. I don't even be getting the sausages Juicy Crab have the sausage that's like beef a dollar um in the little plastic thing <laughs> yeah and it's just like cut up and it's just like oh this is what you eat with cheap spaghetti or something okay okay crab queens got a good sausage that's like really like a seafood like link to go with your food um crab queen also has those colossal colossal crabs mm-hmm. where juicy crab you're paying the same amount for for, cl- for yeah, a cl- smaller cl- cluster yeah. so like there's more meat in the Crab Queens for pretty much the same price. If you go, two people is really more affordable to me at Crab, at Crab Queens. Queens. I agree, for two people versus individually yeah, at individ- Juicy Crab. Versus individually. They don't really have like a... A double. A du- yeah. we, at Crab Queens, you could order one meal for two people. Yep. And they have it to yep. where like you if you could get it for this one meal for just you. But if you got two people, we'll add the extra mm-hmm. eggs, the extra sausage, Thanks. and that's free. You don't even have to pay for that. It's like, oh, it's two of y'all. We'll make sure we set it up for right, two. Right, right. Okay. You spend a hot 60. And at Crab Queens, you get the little daiquiris. Even though, you that, know, that's kind of like. drinks. They're that, not the best, but right. it's still nice to go to a crab place. But crab and have queens a make drink. strong drinks, though. Like, yeah. Every time I've went, them joints have been strong. And they give birthday shots. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so the experience, okay. For the crab- food tastes better to me, too. <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I went, so I went to Juicy Crab last week. I went to Crab Queens this weekend. And based on those two experiences, I'll have to say Juicy Crab. Only because it's like, I don't know, Juicy Crab is more... The, they season and it's it's more flavorful to me. Like I feel like it's just it tastes better. And crab queens, I don't feel like it was as fresh yesterday. Like the shrimp was overcooked. It was like hard. I Maybe like you just that. had a bad experience. And it could be. That's why I say because my first time I went and I was like, yo. It's and you great. know another thing, I go early in the day. Okay. To beat the crowd, get my stuff fresh. I live in Crab Queens. It is a small eating space mm-hmm. that they give you. I go early when it's nobody there, so I can pull the table over next to me. I don't have to do the whole forty-five because Crab Queens they time how long you sit there if there's a wait. There's a wait. You can only be sitting down and eating for forty-five minutes. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I it hasn't been like crazy crowded. Um, need the time. So I like to be able to pull a table over and really just get down yeah, to I the get down. It. I feel it. But um yeah, um I don't I'm a big seasoning person myself, but I'm also I could as long as it got that butter and shit at the bottom yeah, of the tray. Crab Queens had this thick butter like I like And I'm a too. butter person more so of a hot sauce person. But I don't like hot sauce either. It's just But juicy I crab like is loose, like a little I like the I don't know, man. I just I think they and season them potatoes. it. Yeah, the potatoes here. No, I, it's not that I don't like crab queens. Crab queens good as fuck. I will say, like I definitely enjoy the food. Um, but I just have to go to both. I have to rotate. Sometimes go to Juicy Crab and Crab Queens. Hey, if I'm with you, we on the Crab Queens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, Crab Queens here. No, like you said, it's got and the, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. And it's it's a and get cute and go in there. You never know who you're gonna, who you gonna see. Gonna see. 
it's definitely something um, you do with two people. Like you said, they have that option for the two people. So, yeah, I think that was cool. Any new music? You been listening to anything? Hey, y'all, Mo, no. Mo been listening to the Sunday service, y'all. She on it. She yeah, with so the vibes. The last podcast, Travis was just telling me about it, but um, I've been fasting. I guess I could tell y'all that. Um, I've been fasting one meal a day. For 12 days. Okay. Um, no alcohol, no sex, no social media. Come through with the fast, Mo. How you feel? What's up? I feel confused. <laughs> God is not the author of confusion. <laughs> what kind of fast you are? <laughs> nah, I feel you though. It's like, this is not normal. You know? But no, it's not, it's not that confusion... <laughs> I think it's the flesh fighting with the with, exactly with the with the desire with all of the the, the with, with what I'm supposed, the temptation. supposed to be doing yeah flesh and the temptation going head to head no I feel it I so feel it. so what I can say is the Sunday service album what is it Jesus is born Jesus is born has definitely been helping me get through my days because it just be like right when I think that things aren't looking up or dang I gotta go back to another night at my parents house dang I gotta get up at 4 30 again when I'm hungry I haven't ate I ain't I ain't diddled with myself down there yeah. I ain't <laughs> goddamn got on Twitter I haven't that shit make it all go away just to hear them sing about how good God is and and have just, fun with it. Yeah, and have, have fun, fun with, with it. it. And just make it seem like, look back at everything that he has done for you. Why would these 12 days even be hard for you? Yeah. Why could you, can you not give these 12 days without a um, complaint? Right, right. Like, you know, and it's just like everything that that I have this, this far have obtained I know for sure I didn't do it by myself. Right. Because I fucking suck as a human being. We all do. <laughs> we have moments, you know. You know, just suck as a human, though, you know. But I think, you know, I, I say, just hearing you say that shows that this fast has been beneficial for you, you know what I'm saying, versus how you looked at it when you started. Because that's how you're supposed to look. That's, that's what fast, you know, that's what it does for you, man. It's like, even for me, like, I, I didn't commit to, like, a fast with, like, a church or you know how people do like the 21 fast or the Daniel fast all of that but um I did just a self thing for myself so I've been doing intermittent fasting uh for workout purposes though it's like I eat for eight hours and I don't eat for 16 hours but I also cut out social media and like completely just to get my mind off of that and that junk has been like so it's been so helpful because now even at work like I don't result to just going on my phone immediately going to IG or Facebook or pulling up Twitter is just giving me just a clear mind because it forces me to think about something else or or not have my mind on that and it's really on God I start praying or just start like thinking about stuff that I need to be doing or stuff That's that I need to be more, focusing way on. more pro productive right. productivity is higher um, I can say yesterday for the first time ever and I don't know how long I did not leave my house. I was just in my room. Like, I don't know if I feel good or bad about it or what, but I guess it was needed. Right, right, I was right. supposed I'm to, sure like, clean up and wash clothes, but 
I literally did nothing. And you needed that. That's crazy because I was supposed to hit you up yesterday, and it was perfect. Yeah, I ain't even. It didn't even cross my mind. Like I completely forgot that we needed to record. Um, but because I was doing so much running around yesterday, I went to work yesterday. It was a lot, but it was necessary for you because you had to just kind of relax a little. I definitely think it's necessary. Um, just starting the new year off right, clear mind, looking at things differently, just viewing life differently, looking back on what you've been through. Um, sounds beneficial. Okay, y'all. More over here making big moves, big more money moves, y'all. Okay. Hey, y'all need something? I'll let you, girl. I'm poor. <laughs> nah, we don't speak, bro. <laughs> no, we don't okay. speak, bro. I'm in between blessings. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning into another episode. We're going to wrap this one up. It's been real. You know, very insightful. We still working on some stuff for y'all. And so y'all we, we definitely want to be more personal and transparent in 2020 for versus sure. just talking about all the gossip and bullshit that everyone else talks about. Right, right, right. Um, and that's a part of us. We like I said, we saying that we've been working on stuff, but we just kind of trying to implement implement small things at a time. That's gonna just change. You know, we're trying to change some lives with it this year and really grow this thing. But shout out to everybody that tunes in on a consistent basis. Uh, last week's episode, Mo or I wasn't on social media, so we didn't even get to post it, but they had, you know, y'all listening. So yeah. we appreciate that. We appreciate And I'll that. be back on social media tomorrow evening. So yeah, so we back, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody. Y'all keep tuning in, um, rating it, subscribing, all of that good stuff. And you can follow Mo. Mo underscore Towns on everything. That's M-O underscore T-O-W-N-S. Yeah, follow your boy Trav at I underscore Motive, M-O-T-I-V underscore the number eight. And, of course, you can follow the podcast twist, Twitter, Twister. <laughs> Twitter and IG at Let's Motivate TL, L-E-T-S-M-O-T-I-V-A-T-L. Shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good week. We out. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs>